Hello and welcome. My name's Sydney. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to the first ever episode of my new podcast called Showing Up with Sydney. Now in my little corner of airspace here, I'm going to be talking about doing all of the work or walking the walk, if you will, on the path to self-help and self-empowerment. Because let's be real, that shit can be pretty lonely sometimes. And it's nice to just have somebody in your corner holding your hand a little bit and talking about the stuff that sometimes we don't really want to talk about. So that's what I'm here to do, along with my sporadic guests and friends, etc. I'm going to be showing up and showing you that you can too, because showing up can be hard as shit sometimes. And it's important to remember that we're not the only ones on these journeys, and letting that notion help to ground us. Also, I can think of several occasions where I've been in situations or had life experiences where I felt like I was digging my way out of a deep, dark hole with nothing but my own hands. And it would have been really, really nice to know that there was somebody to throw down a ladder or a rope or even a shovel to help me pick my way out a little bit more of those situations. So that's what we're going to do here. Talk about all of the things that I, and maybe you, wish that someone was talking about. So without further ado, let's jump right into today's topic. Now, today is a big one, and there's going to be a lot of unpacking for this one, so bear with me, and bear with yourself too, because there might be a couple of aha moments or areas to possibly think a little bit more critically on within your own life and your own habits. And that is the topic of the intersection of capitalism and individual self-worth. Yeah, I told you, it's a big one. So for some abstract here and some background, I studied sociology with a focus on economics and capitalism and trends in that whole realm. And I started at the same time recently thinking about different identifiers for myself, right? I identify as an artist, I identify as an abstract thinker, I identify as a student of sociology, etc. But mostly I identify as a human being with 25 years of experience of being a human being. And that word, being, unto itself, really got me thinking. Because if you live in a capitalist society, which I'm assuming most of you listeners do, we have all but replaced the word being in human being with doing, right? We measure our identities, ourselves, our concept of success and worthiness on productivity and the things that we are doing and not our core values or our individual desires. 
And now over my lifetime, I have found this to be a real massively growing trend, right? With the constant commodification and monetization of our basic needs and our emotional desires, we have really undermined the notion of individual expression and individual standards and the importance of such individuality, right? So hear me out with this. We commodify our basic needs, housing, food, transportation, clothing. We have to buy and pay for our homes, buy and pay for our groceries and food, buy and pay for our cars, and buy and pay for our clothing. And on top of that, we add the social status and impact of these commodified needs, right? If you have $50 to spend on a sweatshirt as opposed to $10, that $50 sweatshirt is perceived as better or more fulfilling than that $10 sweatshirt is. And that's because we have commodified our sense of being and exchanged it out for a sense of doing right? Doing is very quantifiable. We are able to say, okay, my time is worth X amount of dollars. And then we have that arbitrary scale. But the problem with that arbitrary scale is that not all exchanges are created equal and not all skills or attributes or needs are created equal either. And our society has taken that so far with nine times out of ten when we meet somebody, the first identifier that we give is our job or our livelihood. What do I do for a living? Why? Because that's where a lot of us spend most of our time at work. And we really as a whole have started to tie our sense of identity and worthiness in society to what we do to contribute to this fabricated structure. And now this fabricated structure values things like finance, like management, business, etc., and does not place very much value on creativity, expression, art. So now when somebody isn't making quote-unquote enough money to cover their expenses, their basic expenses, they feel thrust into survival mode and that seriously starts to chip away at one's mental health, one's sense of self, one's sense of self-worth and their place in society as a whole. If one's work is not valued and does not fit into this structure of commodification and monetization, that person starts to feel less than or alienated and not belonging. And that breeds a really terrible and destructive inferiority complex within individuals and that plants the seed for so many of our problems. 
So I want you to think for just a second about how often when you were a little kid you were asked and when, more importantly, the first time that you were asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Think about it. And I'm going to take a wild guess that your answer has literally nothing to do with the kind of person you want to be and the kind of things you want to learn and explore and pursue and see in this world and in this limited lifetime that we have. It had much less to do with that than it did what role you wanted to play in our system or what job you wanted to do, what career you wanted to take on. Not celebrating your individualism, but seeing where you as a cog in a machine or a somewhat ill-fitting puzzle piece can fit into this structure. Now, I think it's wild to think about the fact that capitalism has us so fucked up and conditioned to the point where we're thinking as probably six-year-olds in kindergarten when we first encountered that question about what our worth is based on our output. I want you to just think about what kind of a stage that sets for somebody's overall sense of worth. And I want you to think about more specifically what that might have done to influence your perception of yourself and your own version of self-worth and where you derive that sense of self-worth from. Because thinking about what we want to do and the role we want to fill is tremendously externally validating versus who we want to be where we want to go, and the things that are important to us as individuals, those are incredibly internally validating things. And the only way that our society, structured as it is, can work is if we keep pushing this narrative of the importance of external validation, right? We're making our decisions based on the worth that we will derive from those around us and the worth that we derive from the opinions of the people who are important to us instead of living to accommodate what is important to us as individuals and our guiding principles. So with that being said, I've got some good news and some bad news. I guess I'll start with the bad news. And that is that we are all programmed to a degree to operate on those externally driving principles around us. Sorry, guys. But the good news is with a little bit of awareness and spending some time with yourself, you can start really feeling a lot more fulfilled in your life by exercising what's important to you and what makes you feel good internally and focusing less on the external factors. And I can promise you that that notion and kind of tweaking that balance there is so important for cultivating a relationship with yourself and cultivating your sense of self-worth and security. And that's why this kind of critical thinking piece 
is what I decided to do with this first episode because I firmly believe that understanding this framework and this dynamic, society versus the individual, is paramount for every single internal dichotomy and duality that we face in this modern world, at least to a degree. We all feel burnt out sometimes, and we all feel the pressure of living in a monetized society, some more than others. So for this week's tool, I want to leave you with the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or more importantly, who do you want to be when you grow up? Regardless of your age, regardless of your profession, I want you to ask yourself, what's important to you? What are your qualifiers? What are your validators? What are the ways that you lift yourself up? Regardless of what your job is, regardless of how much money you have, who do you want to be when you grow up? Now, I want you to hold that answer and develop that answer because it's going to be a constantly living and changing answer, to be perfectly honest. But I want you to carry that with you into next week's episode where I'm going to really dive into the nuts and bolts of internal versus external validation. And I really hope that you'll join me. And I hope that this episode allowed you to challenge your perspective a little bit and make you feel less alone if you're kind of feeling a little burnt out and overwhelmed at the moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Sydney. I'll see you next week.